Welcome to Urban Principle, leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com. And now here's your host, Brett Anderson. And welcome back to another podcast. And last time we started talking about positive behavior intervention supports, uh, one of my favorite subjects. And we started talking about developing common language. Uh, we even talked about an attention getter with the Fast Five. And remember, if you gear up your guidelines for success, whatever you decide on those as a building, like our be respectful, be responsible, be safe, you can teach all kinds of expectations around those guidelines. And one of the big things you can do too is also um, teach what that looks like and how you model it. And you'll spend a lot of time doing procedures and routines, which will keep you from having any problems at all, having uh, smooth transitions and showing those kids exactly what it looks like. And I always told my teachers, don't expect them to know anything in your classroom. Make sure that you teach them what you want them to know within your classroom. You can still use your own guidelines on top of those guidelines for success for the building, but show the students how they apply to your classroom and what they mean to your classroom. If you're teaching how students get up from their seats, you need to show what that means and what that looks like so they know exactly what it is. And if you want them to sh uh, sharpen pencils in a certain way, don't expect them to know what they don't know. Show them exactly what that looks like and demonstrate. Show them what it looks like. Show them. Here's what it means. It means we get up, we walk this way to go to the pencil sharpener, we take the shortest route. We don't bypass and go over here and pick on somebody along the way or knock somebody's books off or touch somebody. We keep our hands to ourselves. We walk by everybody's desk. We take the shortest route. We sharpen our pencil. We hold it there for however many seconds you want them to hold it because a student otherwise is going to stand there and just let it grind away in the pencil sharpener if you haven't told them exactly how long to hold it there. And then to take it out after so many seconds and look at it after they count to three or whatever and look and see if it's sharp or if it's sharpened right because sometimes pencils don't sharpen on the first time. But show them exactly how to do it. And then what it looks like when they're done. When they get done sharpening that pencil, we walk back to our seat, we hold that pencil a safe way. We don't use that as a weapon. We make sure we're holding it in a way we're not gonna poke somebody and everything else. And kids at their seats, make sure that they don't stick their legs out. All these things are part of procedures and routines. And as we start heading back to school, or it sounds like we'll be going back to school in the fall, um, whatever that looks like for your district, as students are coming in, you're gonna be teaching procedures and routines for washing their hands, for sanitizing desks, for going to the restroom, for wearing their masks, if they have to wear masks, uh, what it looks like when we take our masks off at lunchtime, where you put that mask during lunchtime, what it looks like when you don't need it on, um, the times that you need it on, and the times that you don't need it on. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things to teach and reteach, and that's part of your procedures and routines. And you spend a big part of that first of the year teaching procedures and routines. It's just part of the way it is. And I always told my staff, spend plenty of time teaching those procedures and routines and don't worry about getting in right into academics because your academics are part of your behavior at the beginning of the year. It's getting that behavior out. It's getting your expectations out. It's teaching those procedures and routines and you want them to behave right. So in order to do that, you have to teach them what that looks like in this setting. And then if you have kids that are coming from poverty, a lot of times they don't always know what it means in this setting to behave a certain way. So you have to teach that to them. 
um, like Ruby Payne and Eric Jensen. You have to show them what that means. And Eric Jensen, of course, his research has shown that it's not just um, something that they will never learn. It is something that can be learned and that brains uh, change easily and they are moldable and you can teach correct behaviors and you can teach basically anything. And there are no limits to the learning of students. So make sure that you're teaching the procedures and routines. I always, at my first building, I actually painted lines. I took time as the principal to paint my own lines out on the playground. And by doing that, I knew exactly where I wanted them to line up at our recess time. And when we came in from lunch, I explained to them in the first weeks of school why we use those lines, where we line up, how you line up as a class. And then I even painted a line because we had a playground that was quite a ways from the building at the first high poverty building I was in. So we drew a line on the sidewalk all the way to the back door of the cafeteria and that was the way we went in. And we followed that line and we practiced what it looked like to walk in and how we kept our hands to ourselves and anything you want the students to do, you teach that. That's part of positive behavior supports. You think in a way that's gonna be preventative and you think in a way that you're gonna be able to um, stop any of the behavior that you don't want basically. So do that preventative teaching and you also provide plenty of supervision and you provide plenty of redirection and plenty of redirection with that is gonna make sure that the students are doing the right thing. But teaching those procedures and routines and then exactly what they look like for the classroom, don't expect the kids to know how to do anything in your classroom. Uh, Treat them like they're coming in with nothing in their mind about your classroom. So that way, as you start teaching how to do things, here's what it looks like when we pass out books. Here's how we use our helpers. Here's what our helpers do. Here's uh, the helpers we use in our classroom. Here's our morning routine. Here's what we do when we first get there in the morning. Here's our bell work. And uh, now a lot of school districts will be using like grab and go breakfast or some variation of because they don't want students going to a cafeteria with large groups. So as they eat in the classroom or whatever setting they're eating in for you, you have to make sure that you teach the correct procedures and routines for that breakfast and for what we do with our trash and how we come into the classroom and what do we do when we're done with our breakfast, how we throw it away. And then what do we do after that? I look at my chart and maybe the teacher has a chart on here are the things to do right away as we're getting started on our bell work or maybe the teacher has a procedure where she has it projected or he has it projected on an LCD and, and through the computer. And they're able to show that here are the procedures and routines that you will follow as soon as you're done. You do bell work, you do this, and and this is our steps. And here are the, here's the schedule posted for the day. Don't leave things to chance. Make it so that kids know exactly what's going to happen. And then I always use clear learning targets so you could even have some of your learning targets up and you can even have um, the day pretty well mapped out. The days are going to be different as we're starting back after COVID but you still need to teach those procedures and routines. So the important thing right now is teaching those procedures and routines and the things you want the students to know and be able to do, you need to show it and you need to teach it. There are some great books out there and you can find other information in books and Pinterest has a lot of posts and things about uh, procedures and routines and you might um, talk to colleagues if you're a new teacher because there are some good tips you can get on procedures and routines and get some good advice and think of everything that you want your kids to know otherwise they will probably do the opposite 
And there's nothing wrong with stopping and saying, hey, this didn't work last time we passed out paintbrushes, so here's what we're gonna do this time. I wanna tell you a new procedure on how we're gonna do this. And then carefully outline, here are the steps and here are the things that we're gonna to do to get out paintbrushes or whatever it is that didn't go so well. You can, there's nothing wrong with stopping and having a class meeting. And like Rick Smith says, you should be doing two to three uh, uh, behavior lessons per lesson anyway, per regular lesson. So as you're getting ready to teach math, you should be doing a couple of reminders on uh, some of the procedures and routines and some of the things you want them to know. So if you're doing that a few times every day and you're doing that as needed and you're doing that to reteach, um, teaching those kids the social skills and the skills that they need to be successful in your classroom, you're gonna be that much farther than anybody else. So it's so important to teach those procedures and routines. This kind of gave us a little heads up on what that looks like and how we're going to be doing that and how you can do that. And I want to get into de-escalation next time and tell you some actual techniques and some things that you can do um, with students, but keep concentrating on procedures and routines. And now is a great time to think about how you're going to run your classroom and the procedures and routines you're going to use. And I know we'll be touching this again because it's such a big part of positive behavior intervention supports, but think about your procedures and routines. And our quote tonight is, every success story can be told in a series of failures. And that was by Sarah Manguso. So don't forget, keep promoting positive leadership. And remember, culture changes through successful leadership. Until next time, stay positive. You've been listening to Urban Principle. Leadership lessons brought to you by BrettAndersonConsulting.com.